Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, everybody. It is Tuesday. That means a practice report presented by Byers Auto. That's the 40-year vet, Tim May. Welcome back, Tim. Glad to Thank see you're you. feeling better. That's Andy Backstrom in week two now covering Ohio State. Letterman Row, practice support, Byers Auto. Let's get into it, fellas. We just talked to Ryan Day and talked to Jim Knowles about some pretty uh, pressing questions uh, about this Ohio State football team after watching it win 21-7 to over Northwestern on Saturday at Ryan Field. Tim, after hearing from Ryan Day from Jim Knowles, what's your biggest takeaway, concern, comment, question still remaining? That the running game can be better, that uh, when you decide to run the ball, uh, you should be able to go out and get third and one against anybody. That's uh, Ryan Day's concern. That was his concern a year ago, if you remember correctly, also. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, did they answer that? And sometimes they did on Saturday, sometimes they didn't. When everybody in the house knew you were running the football, they did get some movement. Uh, they did make some plays, but sometimes they didn't. So the consistency is more of the situation there. And like I have asked, uh, my second question to him was, uh, just asking about the running game, but more of, you know, it's an attitude thing. And by attitude, I meant it's like getting your team together and, hey, guys, we're going to shove this ball down that team's throat. You know, we're not going to be this mix and match and, and uh, run, a, run a pass play here and run a run there. We're going to line up in two tights with a wing and a, in the I formation and run the ball down that team's throat. And I don't think this team has ever uh, stepped to that point yet, which is I thought Saturday would have been a great moment to do that. But like he said, when I asked him about the debate going on in his own head, of, you know, it's like two guys arguing. Man, we practice all this stuff. It should work. Uh, you know, yeah, there's going to be bad weather, but how can you go away from this? Well, clearly that was a major argument in his head because they threw the ball 26 times in that weather. Uh, I think Ryan Day learned a lesson on Saturday as much as anybody else. Yeah, the, the running game right now is not what it should be with all the talent assembled here in this building on offense. Andy, what, when you look at this, yeah, you hear Ryan Day's answers. What, what do you see as the, you know, the next step for this running game? What do you think Ryan Day, you know, what did you hear from Ryan Day that makes you think that the running game is going to be fixed? Well, he was asked a question about the offensive line, if there would be changes up front. And he said that they feel confident in the five they have up there. And he was asked another question about Matt Jones, who a lot of people have talked about this year is maybe not performing the way you would expect him to or want him to do, especially because he's been here as long as he has. And it seems like he's been dealing with a, a foot injury. Um, but as Ryan Day mentioned, a lot of people are banged up at this point and there needs to be better push up front. And he talked about how as a collective unit, they need to do better at that, not just the offensive line, but with the running backs too. Um, it kind of goes hand in hand on those situations. It's not always just the O-line. Sometimes it's the running back not making the right cut at the right time or not going up the middle when there's a hole up the middle. So I think the offensive line needs to play better, but everyone's been saying that and knowing that for a while. And without making changes, at what point you know, do you ask, is that feasible to improve at this point of the season? Is it going to improve or do you just need to play to your strengths more? And as Tim was talking about, maybe just throw the ball more. Yeah, I think Ohio State called 28 passing plays. Uh, because I, I believe C.J. Stroud had two scrambles. I don't think mm -hmm. he was sacked. Maybe he was once. So it's either 28 or 29 passing plays were called. 
And so that tells you that, that they did achieve balance that they usually look for, but this was not a game for balance. No, that wasn't no women. See, that wasn't balance. That's that's my point I'm getting to on yeah. a day like that. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. You're, you're talking about from a play call set, yeah, you're exact no, I'm not I'm not yeah. knocking you. I'm just talking about to come out of that game and say, well, we had a balanced attack. No, that was about as imbalanced as it gets for Ohio State with only 10, what was it, 10 completions mm -hmm. out of that. No touchdown passes. All three touchdowns were scored running the ball in some form or fashion, uh, which I think is a kudo for the running game. But, but, but back to what you said, that was a game when the balance should have gone out the window from a play calling standpoint is yes. my point. Yep. Absolutely, it should have. And to not to continue to go to that passing game when you knew that you were going to need to run the ball. And okay, so I will say this. <laughs> I, I will, I'm not, again, this is not carrying water. I'm just trying to rationalize everything. The Ohio, Ohio State views the short passes to Emeka Buka to the outside, the screen game, as an extension of the running game. Ryan Day has done it since he got here. You know, you go back and watch KJ Hill against Penn State. That was an extension of the running game. You go back and watch JK Dobbins in the screen game. Uh, you know, against Penn State, I believe in that same game. That was an extension of the running game. The, 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 the passes that Ohio State throws, the short yardage ones, are the running game according to the people in that building. With that being said, you have to throw all that out. You have to be better at running the football. And Ohio State was not good at running the football for a large chunk of the game. In the second half, they ran it better. They ended up averaging 5.9 yards a carry. Yeah, That's the most maybe uh, skewed stat that I've seen in a while, though, given that they did not execute on short yardage, and they didn't execute when they sometimes they needed to uh, there against Northwestern. Yeah, but three times they took the ball down the field, either short or long. Three times they took the ball down the field and scored a touchdown running the ball. Yep. That's still a pretty good day running the ball. They still got over 200 yards rushing, I do believe, in that game. That's still a pretty decent day running the ball. Uh, what they threw for 76 yards and – and ran for 209 or something like that, some kind of figure like that. That's still a decent day running the ball. Is it a decent day? See, what we're, what we're weighing into this equation, we're not being totally truthful with people is, and I don't mean it in a bad way, this was against Northwestern. You know, that's who they had trouble getting their third and one against. That's who they had trouble going completely to just lining up and running the ball down their throat. And I think that's part and parcel to why people are dissatisfied with what they saw on Saturday, even though Ohio State won by two touchdowns. Yes. You should have beaten that team worse, no, no matter what the conditions were. I mean, it's, it's called a psychological kind of thing for the fans and even for the football team. I mean, Ryan Day and them are not, they are they are pleased that they won. They're not happy with the way many facets of that game went. I thought the defense got much better after the first couple of drives against Northwestern. Yeah, they gave up an extended drive here or there, but Northwestern never, you know, they got down to what the 30 at one point, uh, and then and then Ohio State got off the field with the fourth and one or whatever it was stopped. That's tremendous defense because that's what it took on that day. They may keep the ball for for uh, ten plays, they may keep the ball for three plays, but you got off the field without giving them a point, which is huge on a day like that. Uh, so I'm just going back to we're, all of this is kind of like we're judging it as much uh, on who they played as the weather, you know? And my problem with, with what they did on Saturday was they didn't just go just willy-nilly to the run game and just say, we're gonna run it down your throat, stop it. If you stop it in three plays, good for you. If we score a touchdown, good for us. That's that's my disappointment. In a game like that against that opponent, Andy, you, you talked about the Northwestern running defense before the game and how Ohio State should be able to get on track running the football. In a game like that, in weather conditions like that, I don't want to degrade Northwestern. 
Ohio State should have had about 300 rushing yards in that game. Yes. And, and I wouldn't have been surprised if it did. And it didn't. And I think that's why that curve is steep, and we're grading with this running game on a curve. 200 yards a good day, like you said, Tim, against Northwestern. In those conditions, 200 yards was not good enough. Do you agree there? Oh, absolutely. You certainly, I mean, at a certain point, you just got to put your guys up against their guys, and I get their stack in the box. But at the end of the day, kind of what Tim was talking to, it's attitude. Like, you got to just have the yeah. confidence to push them over. And, you know, Northwestern was playing against the same conditions. And earlier on in that game, they were having a lot more success on the ground. And part of that's just mentality and an emphasis that they're going to do that. And I think Northwestern came right from the get-go and being like, yeah, we're going to run the ball down your throat. And it took a little bit for Ohio State to kind of embrace that. Hey, I want to ask you this. Uh, I, I had to stay home over the weekend, as we well know. By the way, I'm, I never felt bad. So thanks for wishing me well, uh, as I said yesterday. But i tell you what, there was a lot to be said for having the ball first. I'm, I'm talking about having the win, excuse me at your back first in that game. Cause I think it kind of set everybody's like uh, thought pattern on kind of like what happens at the beginning of a game kind of sticks with you through the rest of the game. And here's here's a, here, here's a, a CJ Stroud taking a shotgun snap and he's doing his eyes like this uh, with the up, up close camera shot. Cause the wind, the, not only is the wind blowing but the rain is blowing right into his eyeballs. And he's sitting there trying to run this offense. The snap comes back and does a little wiggle. I mean, meanwhile, Northwestern gets the ball and they got the wind at their back and they go lickety split right down the right down the track. I meant to say clickety clack right down the track. That has a lot to do with how people remember this game, if you follow me. Uh, like uh, like everybody's saying right now, in Michigan had more. Michigan had trouble with Rutgers. Yeah, they had trouble with Rutgers in the first half. They trailed 17-14. Then they beat the heck out of them. I was going to say beat the hell out of them, but I don't want to get that graphic. They beat the hell out of them. Well, you just said it. I know. Exactly. That's why you have to, you have to make changes <laughs> say, on the fly. And the bottom line is, but what you remember is them having trouble with Rutgers in the first half. Well, every team gives you their best shot. Like Indiana's going to come in here Saturday. They're going to give Ohio State their best shot early. You can count on it. Whether Ohio State can, like Ohio State should have done at Penn State two weeks ago, go out and score three touchdowns when they have ample opportunity to do so and take that game away from them immediately remains to be seen. But you're going to get your best shot from a program that is still recruiting on a decent level, a Big Ten level, with Big Ten players just like with Northwestern. Problem was Ohio State took that best shot, and that stuck with you. And number two, they kept trying to throw the ball, which the first time I saw Marvin Harrison Jr. do a basket catch, Okay, that was one of the ten receptions. A basket catch. This is a guy who always catches the ball with his with his hand, with his fingertips. When as soon as he did a basket catch, I went, man, this is not that ball's doing this kind of stuff. And that's when they immediately should have pivoted to a power run game, run it down their throat. Now I want to ask you this, Andy, and, and both of you guys, don't you think that the debate also going on in Ryan's head is, wait a minute, we've got Mayan Williams, and then we got a freshman, and then we got a guy who transfer here from a running back to become a linebacker who's now back at running back. Travion Henderson sitting back in Columbus watching the game, you know, like, like I was. Uh, wait a minute, do we really want to run the running back that much? I mean, that had to be part and parcel a little bit to this because they finally went to the C card, which was C.J. Stroud running the ball a little bit. But don't you think that played into his mind a little bit that uh, Mayan's coming off an injury or getting banged up and yeah. he's our only guy, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Season high, 26 carries for Mayan. And you have to wonder how sustainable is that for him, especially with yeah. coming off the injury that he had. I mean, he's probably not 100%. I know it was a minor injury, but 
to run that much, and that's something he hasn't really done. I'm interested to see what they do against Indiana, and we've talked about they might just throw the heck out of it against Indiana because they don't have a very good defense, and you want to get CJ back on track. But, yeah, that's definitely a concern going forward. What is the running back depth? What do you have in the availability of Travion Henderson? And when do you start trusting Dallin Hayden more in those situations? Yeah. It's apparent to me that the trust is still being built between Ohio State's coaching staff and Dallin Hayden because Mayan Williams received 26 carries. I know that that's a bruising game, and it's a game that you needed physicality, and that's what Mayan Williams brings more than Dallin Hayden. But I did expect Dallin to get a few more carries. Uh, that I expected he, him to play a lot. To that, with you. that he didn't tells me that the trust between Dallin Hayden and the coaches are still being built, and that's not something that's easy to do and easy to, okay, we're going to trust you for this game, even though there's 40-mile-an-hour winds and it's raining, and they're, you know Northwestern knows that, so it's ripping at the ball. I'm not going to fault Ohio State for not putting Dallin Hayden on the field on Saturday because that, I don't think that game called for a guy who you're still trying to figure out you know what the situation is. Yeah, and you're exactly right. But then number three, coach, coach thought. I don't care uh, how diverse, uh, how modern you are. It's still, that's a situation where you, you've gotten yourself into a pickle. And the last thing you're going to do is go away from anything you totally trust. I mean, I'm talking about from a player standpoint. We're talking about uh, the offensive line. And Matt Jones has had his struggles occasionally this year. Everybody can see it when it happens. So that's not a big bulletin. But he still, as, as uh, Ryan Day said, he's still considered one of the top five offensive linemen. That's why he keeps playing, even though he has a, he has a little bit of a problem. But to, that, I understand why they didn't, because it wasn't just a series uh, that was on the line. The season was on the line Saturday. And that, as a coach, he knew that. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to just willy-nilly throw someone in there to give somebody a breather with everything you've worked for over the last previous 300 days is suddenly on the line in the most unbelievable situation at Northwestern with a 30 to 50 mile an hour wind staring you in the face or even worse of all, taking passes and adding another 20 yards to them. Uh, you're not going to just roll the dice. I understand that. And I think, it, I think it, it's kudos to Ohio State. On a day like that, when we when we just debated or talked about uh, the things they had available or the things they could have done but they didn't do, that they still win with three touchdowns, running the ball, and they still get out of there with a 21 to seven win. And it's really funny because at 3:30, I'm sure y'all were thinking like everybody, like all the rest of us, uh, well, here comes the the old elevator shaft in the in the poles, etc. Hey, you gotta wait till midnight, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Till the last polls are in, the last polls are in. Ohio State's still sitting number two, number three in the country. Going to be number two or three in the country tonight, probably in the college football playoff rankings because they survived on a day when others didn't. Yeah, there are a lot of banners surrounding us, fellas. We've got national title banners in here. There's some Big Ten championship banners in here. Ohio State hangs another one of those. This 21-7 win at Northwestern doesn't mean a damn thing. Right. But if the issues continue to pop up, the banners won't get hung because they won't get there. Yeah, we don't know and if that's so, going to happen, though. And so – Right now, it's a huge deal. If the offense corrects itself against Indiana and Maryland and goes out and does its thing against Michigan, okay, that's fine. Hey, but right now, I wanted, Mich- I wanted to ask you this, though. Give, give me a Because, you know, we're sitting here, everybody, of course, after that game, oh, they have no shot against Michigan now. You understand what I'm saying? The physical, blah, 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 blah. I don't believe you can take one game and necessarily transfer it to the other. And yet, how else do you judge it, right? I mean, how else do you, do you judge whether they've I'll let you tougher, answer that. Whether they've gotten more physical in the running game, whether they can stop the run, except for what you see with your own eyes on a Saturday. 
Go yeah. ahead, Andy. I mean, it was talked about today, like how do you coach toughness? And it's something that it's kind of just built in. They recruit that way. They bring in guys that have that mentality. And you cannot overlook Northwestern as much as you want. But I mean, as we talked about, it's an attitude thing. You yeah. go into the game, you feel it. I think when Michigan comes here, it's it's not going to be the same mindset as you have in Evanston. No matter how much you prepare for Northwestern, no matter how much you tell yourself that they're a quality opponent, I think some things you can't really just articulate or explain away of, of how you were tough. But when it comes to Michigan coming here, I just expect them to play with a different kind of edge. And I yeah. think that's just football. I mean, yeah, that's just part I agree. Of it. That's why I asked him about that. I mean, running the football is attitude as much. And I don't by attitude. I don't mean running back. I'm going to run over this guy. It's the attitude of the team, meaning we're going to line up. We're going to put eight guys on the line of scrimmage, you know, two tight ends in a wing in the I formation, for example, and we're going to run it down your throat. Stop this. That's attitude as much as it is the right guard having an attitude or the left tackle or the running back. And that's where I think the debate is right now on whether this offense as a whole has that attitude that you can't stop us. You know, that you still get stopped in that. Obviously, Michigan got stopped in the playoffs last year, <laughs> yeah. pretty pretty soundly. But you still got to have that, and I'm 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 just I'm just I want to see a glimpse of that the next couple of weeks before the Michigan game, where I say, yeah, this team has got this. You know, you can't stop us. We're going to run a ball down your throat attitude. And I don't know if the Indiana and Maryland are going to give me that barometer or not. A lot to be questioned, a lot to be answered on this Ohio State offense right now. I think we're going to save defensive talk for tomorrow. It's practice report presented by Byers Auto because the offense, just a lot to talk about, fellas. Offensive line, you you touched on it. Running backs, my Williams, there's some times where he's got to be better. Uh, blocking and attitude, it's got to be better. So, lot to lot of ground to cover there. We'll have full coverage of it at Letterman. I want to ask you one quick question for it because I didn't get to be there and I wish I was. When you watched your tripod, your tripod blow over. Yep. What did then? This was after the game. What did that tell you about the conditions on the field? You go. You can go first because I know my answer. Yeah, I mean, we were down there before the game started, and it was windy, but we were like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then <laughs> we get there after the game. We're trying to record our rapid reactions, and you have ponchos swirling around in the wind. You have people working at the stadium that are losing all of their things. They're getting blown everywhere. Play sheets that were left after the game just flying in the wind. I mean, it was it was bizarre. It was something where, like, I don't think I've felt that kind of wind before. I think it, Tim, what it actually did for me, it changed my perspective on the game. Correct. I was I was I was almost ready to sit down and use the typing fingers to type out this Ohio State team has a lot to figure out. And then it almost made me change the perspective of, okay, this truly is survive the afternoon and get out of there. Yes. I know that's not what fans want to hear. I know it's easy to chalk it up as Ohio State played poorly. Folks, when I tell you the wind was horrible, like I, I'm not trying to blame the weather for the shortcomings of the Ohio State running game. But when you have the weather that you did, it was impossible for both teams to do anything. That's why Northwestern couldn't move the ball going against the wind either. Yeah or going with the wind. That's why Ohio State couldn't do it either. That's why passes were sailing. You know, that's why passes were dropped. They were hitting people where they weren't supposed to because of the, right. the movement. The wiggle. I truly do believe that game will survive. Now, yeah. a few days later, we can ask the tough questions we'll to Ryan Day, that. which is what we did. We asked him some questions that he needed to answer. But in the, once the tripod fell over, kind of <laughs> let me let me know, like, hey, take, take, a, take a step back and realize the kind of conditions that you're dealing with here. Uh, 
conditions won't be as bad Saturday. Ohio State, Indiana at noon in the horseshoe. It's supposed to be, I think, 40 degrees and really cold, but it's not going to be that windy. Tim May will be there, the 40-year vet. Andy Baxter will be there, the two-week the two vet. I'm the four-year guy, Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the latest practice report presented by Byers Auto. We'll be back in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on Wednesday for full coverage of Ohio State, where we do it all week long and all year long at lettermanrow.com.